Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. All right, welcome everyone to episode number four. We have seven headlines coming to you from the week of January 23rd, so let's get straight to it. Our first headline comes from Fox News, January 26th. A school board member in Iowa stated, quote, the purpose of a public education is not to teach kids what the parents want. It's to teach them what society needs them to know. The client is not the parent, but the community, end quote. The board member who made this statement in a Facebook post sits on the board of the Linmar School District in Iowa which serves over 7,500 students. This board member said the goal of public education is to, quote, teach them what society needs them to know, end quote. So what exactly is that? And who determines what society needs kids to know? What this person is saying is in line with socialism, where the child belongs to the village, not the parents. And everything must be done for the good of the group, not the individual. This is also another example of parents being undermined and systematically removed from their child's education. Children belong to their parents, not the state, not their community. God gives the responsibility of educating children to parents first and foremost. So if you're not homeschooling and you can't homeschool and your kids are in a public or a private school, I'd urge you to pay attention close attention to your teachers, administrators, and school board members because they're the ones controlling your kids eight hours a day, five days a week, 180 days a year. Headline number two from the Daily Wire, January 25th. In a Virginia elementary school, a six-year-old student shot his teacher in the chest in front of the whole class. Administration reportedly failed to respond despite three warnings prior to the shooting. Around 11.15 a.m. the day of the shooting, the teacher reported to her administrator that the six-year-old student threatened to beat up another student. Around noon that same day, administration searched the student's backpack after concerns the student may have a gun, but they found nothing. When the teacher suggested the student may have put the gun in his pockets, administration replied that the boy, quote, has little pockets, end quote. An hour later, a different student came back from recess and told a different teacher that the six-year-old boy showed him a gun at recess and threatened to shoot him if he told anyone. After a third warning to administration, there was allegedly no response. The teacher reportedly sent text messages to loved ones stating that a student had a gun in his backpack and administration wasn't helping. The boy allegedly told another teacher that he wanted to light his teacher on fire and watch her die. Finally, around 2 p.m., the six-year-old boy aimed the gun, which he apparently stole from his mother, at his 25-year-old teacher and shot her in the chest in front of the entire class. The teacher did survive and recovered in a hospital for a couple of weeks. So this is a terrifying story for everyone involved. Thankfully, the teacher is alive. It's very sad for the little boy. 
it's another example of the chaos taking place in schools and just how broken, you know, families are across our country and society, how broken children are and how broken the school system is. This is why I'm such a proponent of homeschooling, specifically homeschooling with biblical principles, because it gives families the opportunity to teach their children about God, about how God loves us and how we should love our neighbors. It allows the family unit to be strengthened. Headline number three from Fox News, January 25th, a Fox News report details how multiple teachers across the country are helping students through gender transitions while keeping it secret from their parents. Uh, In the first story, a non-binary history teacher and advisor for the Gay Straight Alliance Club in Bakersfield, California, helped students socially transition at school without telling their parents. Social transitioning consists of changing your name, pronouns, dress, and appearance to try and match the gender stereotypes you identify with. The teacher told reporters, quote, my job, which is a public service, is to protect kids. Sometimes they need protection from their own parents, end quote. The teacher's school district supports the practice of blocking parents from knowing about their child's gender transition at school. They do so by posting a, quote, pronoun change request form, end quote, online, which they can fill out without parental knowledge or consent. Parent signatures are not required to submit this form. A middle school teacher in Maryland uses TikTok to affirm transgender students while hiding their transgender identity from their parents. The female teacher who uses male pronouns as well as zzer, they, them pronouns, said she will hide the information from school administrators and parents upon request. A science teacher in Minnesota uses a student survey that allows students to hide their gender identity at school, asks their preferred pronouns, and asks whether or not they want parents to know. Another elementary school teacher in LA posted videos on TikTok and uses a stuffed unicorn to teach students about gender fluidity, claiming, quote, Children are very much ready for these topics and are way more accepting than adults, end quote. A teacher in the Sacramento City Unified School District uses, quote, a gender unicorn, end quote, to introduce toddlers to gender theory, to, quote, support transgender and gender nonconforming children, end quote. The teacher stated, I've done research. I have got my doctorate degree. Children are not too young at five years old. Children understand gender as early as three years old. So I personally have seen the gender unicorn being pushed in schools. When I taught for Chicago Public Schools, 2020, 2021, the mandatory teacher training I had to complete urged kindergarten teachers to use this gender unicorn to teach five and six-year-olds about gender identity. So parents, if you have teens or preteens, especially girls, I would strongly suggest you get a copy of Abigail Schreier's book called Irreversible Damage. She does an amazing job researching the transgender craze and talks about the huge role that TikTok plays in so many stories she covers. All right, headline number four from the Daily Wire, January 24th, a North Carolina Teachers Association instructs four and five-year-olds in radical gender theory. A group called the North Carolina Association for the Education of Young Children 
produced a documentary that can be seen on their website called, quote, Reflecting on Anti-Bias Education in Action, The Early Years, end quote. This 48-minute documentary was shown to daycare workers in North Carolina as part of a training session. In the video, a non-binary teacher sits on a stool holding a non-binary doll named Nash, surrounded by a group of four- and five-year-olds, and teaches the children that they, too, can be boys, girls, or non-binary. It's like Sesame Street. The word of the day is non-binary. The teacher says that Nash, the doll, is a kid like them. One student says that kids can be boys or girls, followed by another student saying, or maybe non-binary. The video then cuts to a group of adults expressing how happy they are that a child would use the term non-binary all on their own. One adult states that, quote, I think it was a huge testament to how much we've been talking about it in the classroom. You never mentioned the term non-binary. It was a child who brought that up because it's constantly in conversation, end quote. The video concludes with the non-binary teacher giving a lesson on pronouns, teaching the students that Nash is a they, and that instead of saying things like Nash likes stars, the students should say they like stars. One issue of this group's publication states, uh, we believe it is never too early to positively support young children's gender exploration. So the teacher is non-binary. The cute stuffed doll is non-binary. They're learning new words about being non-binary. Do you think there's any manipulation going on here? Because I sure do. All this is is adults using children to affirm their own sexuality and affirm their own radical gender theories. It's gender confusion. It's harmful to kids. And parents, you should be asking if your daycares or preschools are watching videos like this. There's a somewhat related story um, that was written about in January I think you might be interested in. If you look up Sage's Law, Sage's Law, it has to do with a teenage girl who was kept separated from her parents because her parents allegedly misgendered her. It's relevant because there are similar misgendering practices and policies in a lot of schools today. I know when I was with Chicago Public Schools, part of my teaching training was on using preferred pronouns and supporting transgender students. So look up Sage's Law. All right, three more stories to go. Headline number five from the Daily Wire. January 23rd, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is barring an AP African-American Studies course from state high schools, claiming the course teaches, quote, radical political positions as fact. The controversial course is reported to advocate for abolishing prisons and teaches sections on, quote, queer black studies and, quote, movements for black lives, such as Black Lives Matter. DeSantis who signed legislation last year preventing state schools from teaching discrimination based on sex, race, and color, stated, now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, uh, that's a political agenda. And so that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards, end quote. 
DeSantis stated his view on teaching black history by saying, quote, you learn all the basics, you learn about the great figures, I view it as American history. I don't view it as separate history. Florida State Senator Chevron Jones stands in opposition to DeSantis and supports the course being taught in Florida high schools. Jones argued that students shouldn't be shielded from Black Lives Matter or, quote, black queerness. The course discussed, which is currently being taught in dozens of high schools around the country, was created by the College Board. The College Board creates AP courses for high schoolers to earn college credits. They have not publicly released the AP African American Studies course, uh, which may be revised to meet Florida DOE requirements. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker expressed his support of the AP course by saying he supports teaching about black queer perspectives, intersectionality, and the reparations movement. He went on to say, quote, Illinois expects any AP course offered on African-American studies to include a factual accounting of history, including the role played by black queer Americans. Illinois will closely examine the official coursework to ensure it includes all necessary history, starting with this nation's foundation built on slavery, the Civil War, where this nation reckoned with that history, and the decades of rebuilding and efforts of black Americans to continue their fight for equality and equity to this day, end quote. So Governor Pritzker mentioned intersectionality, which I was trained on in Chicago public schools. The idea of intersectionality is that your race, sex, income level, sexual orientation, all dictate whether you're privileged or marginalized. Privileged identities, such as white Christian men, were guilty of emotional abuse, economic abuse, threats, intimidation, and using children. Not only is it inappropriate to be teaching minors about queerness in public schools, but remember that Black Lives Matter, Inc. was founded by trained Marxists and had on their website that one of their goals was to, quote, disrupt the Western-prescribed nuclear family, end quote. We need to be strengthening the nuclear family, not disrupting it. Story number six from Fox News, January 24th. House Republicans introduced legislation that would expand educational savings accounts, or ESAs, and include private schools and homeschoolers. The bill, known as the Choice Act, would allow families of K-12 students to use education funds deposited into a 529 ESA, which would be tax deductible and applicable to any type of schooling. So if you don't want to send your child to the local public schools or you want to homeschool instead, ESAs sound great, right? I get to use my money to teach my kids however I want. So having recently come from Chicago public schools and having experienced the woke curriculum, you know, critical race theory, gender theory, the idea of not sending kids to public schools is very appealing to me. But that's also part of the danger. Funding is different from state to state, but the danger is, quote unquote, the power of the purse, right? Whatever money the government touches, it controls. So if in any way at all, the government is involved in distributing these funds to ESAs or they're tax funded, they're public dollars, you just turned your private school, your Christian school, your homeschool 
into a government school, just like the ones you pulled your kids out of. So generally speaking, the political left doesn't support school choice because it, quote unquote, takes money away from public schools. And the political right generally supports school choice because they believe parents should have a say. However, the majority of homeschool groups oppose school choice, including vouchers and ESAs, because of the slippery slope of government overreach. For example, if an ESA, an education savings account, is publicly funded, any homeschooler that accepts those funds is no longer considered a homeschooler, even though they're educating at home. They become part of a totally different group of ESA students. The question seems to be private funds versus public funds, but that's a paper-thin line. Again, the danger is that government strings attached to public funds will, in essence, invite the government into your private school, your parochial school, or even your home school. So on this topic of school choice, education savings accounts, vouchers, etc., cetera, um, there's a resource I'd like to share. It comes from a group called the Christian Education Initiative. They recently revised one of their pamphlets called, quote, vouchers, shekels with shackles, end quote. The Christian Education Initiative is part of uh, Frontline Ministries and encourages families to choose Christian schools or homeschooling to educate their children. The pamphlet is the result of a collaborative effort between Christian educators, policy analysts, authors, and attorneys warning parents about the potential dangers of the school choice movement as it concerns tax-funded vouchers. The fear is that tax-funded vouchers would allow government bodies to audit homes of homeschool families, dictate which curricula can be used at home and in Christian schools, and require parents and teachers to complete the same woke teacher trainings as the public school teachers. So there's a lot of great information in the pamphlet, as well as resources on how homeschooling families can receive private funding through the local church. Uh, this can be found at christedu.org. Also check out my Instagram and Twitter accounts as I'll be sure to post there as well. All right. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next time.